This podcast is intended for adult audiences only and contains explicit language in spicy situations. And we do not replace any advice of professionals and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not reflect our own. Welcome to the Pineapple Express podcast. And I'm your host, Kylie, a.k.a. Sexy Swinger Chick. And I'm Brad, a.k.a. Brad the Space Cadet. Journey with us as we navigate in ethical non-monogamy, sex positivity, sex work, and relationship advice as millennial swingers. Explore with us as we share some of our upside-down pineapple ventures with you. All All aboard aboard the Pineapple Pineapple Express. Express. Hey, upside-down pineapple people. Join the millions of couples enjoying amazing sex with Promescent. I personally love their variety of products they offer, and their aloe-based lube is the only lube I've ever used that doesn't throw off my pH. Brad loves their delay spray, which is clinically proven to help men last longer in bed. Their products have a 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping on orders in the U.S. over $10. Their shipping is discreet and private, which is perfect for us in the swinger lifestyle. Make sure that you go to www.promescent.com backslash Kylie for all your discreet sexual health needs. My link is in the show notes. Promescent helps you live your best upside down pineapple life. Okay, so you're wondering how to get to a Swinger Society event to party with some of the hottest names in TikTok, OnlyFans, and social media? Well, head on over to theswingersociety.net and create a free profile, purchase exclusive memberships, and also see what other hot couples are going to the events. The Swinger Society is an inclusive event group, and they offer premium lifestyle events that you won't find anywhere else. We have a Discord with over 22,000 members, and we have a Facebook group as well. Head on over to swingersociety.net and join the fastest growing inclusive lifestyle community. I get asked all the time, how do I get into the non-monogamous lifestyle? And I've got the solution for you. It's the three fun app. It's the best dating app for couples and singles looking to explore open relationships. It's totally millennial friendly, aka it's in the 21st century, you guys. This is finally a dating app for us non-monogamous folks who are looking for a unicorn, maybe you're looking for a bull, maybe you're looking for a couple, this is my favorite app and I use it all the time. If you wanna find a link to it, just go to www.sexyswingerchick.net and you'll find my link. I hope to see you guys there. If you're like us, you want a naughty lifestyle without risk. You wanna have sex with other couples, some of whom you barely know, and walk away scotch-free, no STDs or other complications. You want to have your cake and eat it too. We want that for you too. Shameless Care offers lifestyle-specific at-home STD testing and prescription ED medications, and we should be your lifestyle medical provider. Use coupon code CHIC, that's C-H-I-C, at checkout. Hello there, my very sexy pineapple people. It is Sexy Swinger Chick here, and I'm going to be schooling you guys today. Are you ready to go to school? Ooh, all my naughty boys and girls. Just kidding. Um, No, I'm not. But the reason why I'm going to be talking about like some statistics today and giving you guys some really good information is because... Open Love, uh, which is a nonprofit organization for consensual non-monogamous individuals, they are doing their annual 
CNM survey. So if you guys could do me a huge favor, if you could go over to open-love.org slash community survey and take their survey for them, it would be awesome. Um, it's really helpful for us in the non-monogamy t- community to have our voices heard. And also it's part of a way to destigmatize the community. So um, I love when organizations hold you know, things like this, because I think it's just super important for the community itself to learn, um, you know, because I think a lot of people are in the closet about it and, you know, it's a safe, um, it's anonymous survey, so no one's going to find out about it. So if you are consensually non-monogamous, if you've ever been in a consensually non-monogamous relationship or you're thinking about it, it might be a good idea just to even go over to their website, see what they have to offer. And that's open-love.org. So I did some research on some interesting statistics. So did you guys know that one out of, you know, one in three Americans say that their ideal relationship is a non-monogamous relationship? Now, that doesn't mean that one out of three relationships are non-monogamous or in an open relationship. Actually, Currently, it's only 4% of people identify as being in an open relationship or a non-monogamous relationship. Um, And only 1% of that is aged 50 and above, which I thought was really interesting um, that 60% of people who are actually morally against non-monogamous relationships are in the South and 49% in the Northeast. And 67% of Americans say no, they wouldn't be okay if their partner opened up to them about wanting to be non-monogamous. And a majority of people who are non-monogamous were um, of the LGBTQIA+. And um, 69% of people that are 50 and above are morally against non-monogamous relationships. What I thought was very interesting, and this is for my millennials out there, so... 43% of millennials say that they would be in a non-monogamous relationship. And they say that um, that would be their ideal relationship. And 43% say that they, that would not be their ideal relationship, that, you know, they want to be completely monogamous and the rest of them were unsure. So I think that leaves like, like 14% were unsure. So, I thought that was really, really interesting if you see kind of the age gap and the differences in the generationally, uh, the differences in those numbers. And I only think that those numbers are going to get higher and higher and higher. You know, a lot of the young girls I work with, they say, you know what? Monogamy is dead. So it's almost like monogamy is a dying thing, um, which I'm okay with, you know, as long as people are living their best life. But that was a 2020 survey. um, And that was the last survey that they did of the type. um, And that was by YouGov. So that's why this survey with open love is so important. And I am going to link that in my show notes. So hopefully you guys can get a chance to go and do that for me. That would be awesome. Um, And then the last thing that I want to talk about is upcoming events. I'm going to be in Houston, May 19th through the 22nd. I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio. Um, That's going to be June 2nd through the 3rd. I'm going to be in New Orleans, um, July 5th through the 9th. And we are going to be at Secrets Hideaway 
again in September for our wedding, uh, September 22nd through the 24th. I hope you guys love this episode. Jade is amazing and awesome. And this is actually probably one of my favorite episodes. Um, I would say this one and the one that I did with Nicole, they're both hot waves. I'm just so intrigued. So um, enjoy guys. Thanks for listening. So you guys, I have a special treat for you. I know that we love hot, hot wives on this podcast. So I have the beautiful and the wonderful Miss Jade Lee. She is a hot wife um, and she's going to tell us her story. Jade, are you so excited? I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to Thank hear you your story. Thank you for having me. Yeah, girl, of course. Like I've always been so intrigued by hot wives. I've always wanted to like kind of in a way like be a hot wife, but then I get like scared. But I mean, I think hot wifing is so intriguing on so many different levels. So I really am, I'm excited to hear your story. I know that the audience is probably really excited to hear your story. So obviously the way that I always start out is I always ask your lifestyle journey. So, so tell me your story. (laughs) How did you get involved in the lifestyle and you know, what prompted you becoming a hot wife essentially? Yeah, definitely. Um, I always say this. I'm like, I don't think my story is super exciting, but it's my story. We like it. So, um, but basically, um, my husband had dabbled in the lifestyles. So my husband is Brad. Um, he dabbled in the lifestyle before we ever even met. We've been married for 12 years, together for 15 years. Uh, dabbled in the lifestyle, liked it, was never really fully like in the lifestyle. Um, and then after we met, um, really funny, we were out probably within our six months of first dating and I had a girlfriend with her boyfriend and she was like, basically telling me, Hey, I want to have a threesome with you and my, and my boyfriend. And I was like, Oh no, that's not for me. I flattered, but fully not, not, not my thing. And Brad heard me say this. And so he was like, okay, not, not for her, never going to bring it up. Only never did for I can't tell you how many years because this was literally within the first six months of dating um and then just as you know we got older and our sexuality changed a little bit and just exploring more and more he just was like you know what I want to see you have sex with other men I think it's it's really hot it's a really big fantasy of mine and me being very open to I was raised in a very sex positive household and just being very open to it and also me wanting to be able to satisfy that fantasy for him I was just really intrigued and curious about it I knew of the lifestyle but never in a million years thought I would be in it but I thought it was really intriguing and hot so we just kind of took it step by step joined um, some websites created profiles chatted with people and then I was like, you know what? I just need to jump in and put myself in the atmosphere. So then we went to the singer club a couple of times and the rest is history. Yeah, that's that's yeah. awesome. Like, so had he told you, that's my question is like, had he told you that he was in the lifestyle prior or was that something that he brought up like once he brought it up to you? That was one thing he brought up to like the time he talked to me about it was when he brought it up to me. Never okay. before had said anything about it. Yep. So you had no, like when the, when those people at that, or when your friends asked you, you had no idea. You were like, no. I have no idea what's going on here. Like, so no. I get that because that's similar to like, you know, me and Brad's situation, you know, we would, we actually had threesomes and we had those situ- encounters. We didn't know that it was like technically kind of swinging. 
you know, like we never would have said that about ourselves back then. Now we're like, Oh yeah. You know, but that's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So what was your initial thought when he said like, I want to see you with other guys? I thought he was joking. It's like, what, I mean, just from my experience and relationships I've been in, I've always been with very possessive, very jealous, very controlling men. So for my husband to come to me and tell me that he wanted to see me have sex with other men, I was like, this is a joke, right? Because this is this is not a thing, really. And he was like, no, it, it's a fantasy. I, I, I really would like to see you do this. I think it's a really big turn on. I think it would be some great things for us for like relationship wise. And so I was shocked. But well, first I thought I was joking. And then I was shocked and I was like, okay, I'm kind of like, this is interesting. I've never had this and this seems positive. So mm-hmm. why not? So did you jump right into it and you were just like, yep. let's do the app? You were, you, you didn't have any time to sit on it. No. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I, I hear it's either one Go or the right other. In. Yeah. Yeah. Either yeah. people sit on it or they're just like, let's fucking go, bro. Like, let's do this. You know? <laughs> I mean, we definitely took it slow. Like, I think we we're probably on the app for about a month. We are, we started on Cassidy and SLS, um, probably about a month, just chatting with people. Um, and then I was like, that's when I was like, you know what? I just got to put myself in the environment. Let's go to a club. Um, you know, we looked up the clubs here in Colorado, which was the ranch, the Scarlet Ranch. So we went there um, twice. And this was actually all right before COVID. So we went to the club twice, COVID happened and everything got shut down, of course. So I look at it as almost like a blessing in disguise because then it really gave us a year and a half to then really go, okay, this is what I've liked so far. This is what I'm not comfortable with. And really discuss those in more depth because we had nothing else to do. Well, and you know, what's interesting. So Brad and I, we started in the lifestyle during COVID. Okay. And I I have met so many couples that kind of have the same experience as you and Brad or as me mm-hmm. and my Brad. So mm-hmm. the experience is you have all that extra time together. Um, you're not killing each other at this point, right? Because <laughs> so what, <laughs> what else is there to do other than explore your fantasies together? And that's essentially what happened with me and Brad was like, we had all this extra time. We had all of this, you know, now we can really talk about it and really bond on it. And really mm-hmm. it gave me time to, cause I wasn't doing anything, you know, I was in the service industry at the time. So it gave me time to really, really focus on healing myself as a person. And that's where that jealousy kind of went away. So, I mean, I think that's so common that during COVID, we, I would say that there was like a swing or spike during COVID. Yes. <laughs> I've talked to many couples and they said they started during COVID. And I'm like, that's like the 10th couple I've talked to. Yeah. That they started during COVID. And I'm like, it was that. It was either couples were either having swingers or having babies. Right. Absolutely. We were just <laughs> getting cats and snakes. And yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, the word hot wife a lot of people have a misconception of what the actual word means. Also, and I always say this disclaimer about all of these terms. Regionally, I think that they kind of mean something different or to different communities. So I'm just curious what your definition of a hot wife is. Sure, definitely. Um, So my definition of a hot wife is it's a female partner 
of a committed relationship, whether it's married or just a committed relationship, like you're, um, I mean, you could be boyfriend and girlfriend, but you're, this is your person there. You're in a committed relationship. Um, but the female partner has sexual activity with other partners, um, with the encouragement and consent from her partner. So it's not something that's done behind the back or anything like that. He is encouraging it. He wants it as much as I do. Um, so to me, that's what a hot wife is. I know there's lots of different dynamics as far as if the husband's present for the playtime or if it's videoed or if he's on FaceTime um, or not present at all. I know there's lots of different dynamics for us. I like Brad to be there because I like him to be part of the experience physically there with us. I like to be able to put on a show for him and see his face and see his reactions to what's going on. Um, but we don't do the whole cuckold thing. We don't like the degrading and the talking down. Um, we're just all equals, just having a really good time. I've never, I will tell you, I've never, and I, this is why I think I've never actually met a cuckold before. Now I've met cut queens cause I am one of them. And one of my good <laughs> friends is also a cut queen, but, um, I think for men, and this is just my opinion, you know, take it for what it is. I think for, for men, for them to be in a degrading submissive situation is almost like demasculating for them. So mm -hmm. they don't talk about it as much. They don't yeah. open up as much to the public about being a cuckold. They do it really behind closed doors where yeah. me and you, you know, we are lucky enough to where we can kind of live our life with people watching and without, hopefully without judgment, obviously we get judgment, <laughs> but with, within the lifestyle, there's not a whole lot of judgment. Like when I tell people that I'm a cut queen, they're like, that's fucking cool. Tell me more. <laughs> Same thing. I'm sure for you, like you say, Oh yeah, I'm a hot wife. That's fucking mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, Oh, that's so hot. And I think too, that goes along with the whole bisexual male thing, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I'm a huge advocate for bisexual man in the lifestyle because you know, I mean, I just, I see where that comes from and it's toxic masculinity, which we have to go all the way there to like break those barriers. But I think it's the uh -huh. same thing as the cuckold thing. And I think a lot of times when you say that you're a hot wife or when you talk about being a hot wife, people just expect that your husband is like this cuckold. I've gotten into arguments with people telling me that my husband's a cuckold because I'm mm -hmm. a hot wife. I'm like, he's not. And he's like, but you're a hot wife. So he is a cuckold. I'm like, but he's not. Like, I, I, at that point, I just have to shut the conversation down and be like, we're just done because this is going nowhere. Well, he's a essentially he's a voyeur. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we have a very we also have like a very stag vixen sort of dynamic, too, because we love to watch each other. So can you explain what a stag vixen dynamic is in the lifestyle? Yeah. So it's um it's a couple that enjoys watching their partner receive pleasure from somebody else besides themselves. Um, jealousy doesn't arise from it if they just generally get excited for their partner and themselves because their partner is receiving pleasure, even though it's not from them. So essentially a stag vixen is like the compersion couple, right? So yes. like, mm -hmm. so they enjoy, so compersion, what that means is getting, for those who don't know, it's getting joy from seeing your partner feeling pleasure. Um, yes. And something that I wanted to add about stag vixen, because that's essentially what Brad and I are in a lot of ways too. Um, mm -hmm. But 
the tables are turned, right? So it's not gender, even though when you think about a stag and you think about a vixen, when you think about a stag, you think about like a masculine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you think about a vixen, that's a feminine word, but there's no gender to these roles. Mm -mm. You can, Mm -mm. you can switch the roles and that's how Brad and I are. He's the vixen, which if when he hears me say that, he laughs because he's like, I'm no vixen, you know, because- <laughs> I can just see his face right now. <laughs> but I mean, truthfully, there's no gender Mm-mm. to those words. And it's kind of the same thing with a hot wife. Um, you know, you can be a hot husband as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep, where the can. wife, like we've actually played with hot husbands. Well, I've played with hot husbands before and Brad's played with hot wives. I mean, okay. so he brad's really good at playing bull i tell him in a past life he was a bull really <laughs> i believe that I, the man was a bull in the in a past life the way that he is just so dominating and so like good and fierce you know everybody's like they're always size queens right it's all about like the size of the like the biggest dick and for sure i think for a lot of women it's not always about that Mm-mm. i've only got a very it. small handful that are size queens, very small. Everybody else is like, no, size doesn't matter. And I tell people all the time, like, it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. It's uh, how you use it. Exactly. You know, it and yeah. Brad is really in a, a sexual situation. He's just very fierce. He's very nice. He's very much reminds me of a of a bull. Like, you that's know awesome. how, and I think that's where that term comes from, just like strong and fierce and like yeah take charge and like take charge yes Mm -hmm. yeah which is another very disputed term yes it is the bull that's i would say hot wife and bull are probably the two most disputed terms in the lifestyle i would agree with that yeah what do you consider a bull so for me a bull is it's all about your behavior for me. Um, I know a lot of people are like, you know, they have to be very large, you know, in their dick area. They've got to be hung low and swung. To me, that's, it can play in that, but to me, it's more about their behavior. It's how they treat the hot wife. It's how they treat the husband. It's their demeanor. They're very, they can be very aggressive, very dominating. Um, to me, that's more of a bull than anything to do with how, big their dick is now do you like playing with bulls i don't i like strong aggressive men but i don't like i feel like so many guys in the lifestyle they use the term bull because that's all they know Mm -hmm. and they're really not bulls they're just you know single men in the lifestyle they're not bulls they're bluefish that's the real term they're bluefish exactly exactly and i actually learned that from you one time I was watching something of yours and I was like, oh, bluefish, that's a term. Holy crap, there's a name for it. Um, but yeah, they just, they, I don't like how they speak to me and I don't like how they speak to my husband generally when they are real bull. So I, I've met maybe one or two that are very respectful and can play downgrade their bullness, I guess you could say, to a level that I'm comfortable with. But most of them are just too, they're too over the top for me. Yeah. And they're too, they, that's not something. So you prefer, and for those single men that are listening right now, you see there is hope because I think for single men, they think that they have to go into that role of the bull. 
Yes. It's not authentic for them. You know, it's not. And I think that they don't realize that there is that subset of bluefish where you can be just a single guy who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, li- likes a girl, a hot wife and bucks the hot wife. That's exactly. really all there is to it. And I don't think that a lot of single men think that like, they're like, oh, I just have to be well hung. And that would probably be my number one question that I get is, mm-hmm. am I too, and I get this from couples too, from guys, am I too small to be in the lifestyle? The lifestyle. Do you guys only want big dicks? And I don't, you already said that you don't, I mean. <laughs> so <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a big dick, I could maybe take a little bit of it. Like I'll do my best. I'll do you a champ, but it's not the most enjoyable. <laughs> well, I'm in, I don't know if you know this. I, I feel like we've talked about it, but I'm actually in physical therapy right now because my cervix is like too like tight. And this to people who are listening, this probably sounds like not an issue. And they're probably like, Brad is really lucky. But, lucky. but it's actually quite painful when I'm with somebody who's more than like six or seven inches because yeah. my cervix is too tight. And when they're pushing on it, um, and it, so like I said, I'm actually in physical therapy, <laughs> like vagina I, therapy. That is awesome. I didn't know that was a thing. That is so awesome. <laughs> when I told Brad, he like, he laughed his ass off. He was like, why are you going to physical therapy? Well, but I can't squirt. And I think that that's one of the, I've squirted one time with Joe and Dan from the swinger society but they were both like working on me for like an hour oh shit so i mean i I think that it's just too tight down there there's just like too much it's it's yeah so that's what we're working on gotcha so hopefully next time i see you i'll squirt i'm the only one that can make myself squirt okay nobody's ever been able to make me squirt you are the only one i can can I'm and I can't always do it. I have it's like it's like once in a rare time that I can get myself to do it. It's very hard for me to do it. And I'm like, I need to figure out how to do this better. See, that makes me feel a lot better. You know why? Because I oh, yeah. feel like every person that I know in the lifestyle can squirt. That's all yeah. they do is they just squirt. And I'm like, how the fuck? I can't do it. I can't do it. They're like, no, Kylie, you'll be fine. You'll be able to do it. I'm like, nope, tried really hard a lot. So um, so I feel better about that now because I thought that there was something wrong with me, but we're actually the normal. That is that is the exception. (laughs) That's the exception. Exactly. But also I think too, like with and this is like with women who can square in the lifestyle. Um, I think that the the difference is like they're more sexually open, so they do get to meet people who know those tricks and know those tips because sure. they've been with so many different women and they mm-hmm. know those spots as opposed to, you know, you're in a monogamous relationship, right? And, you know, your husband has maybe only been with you and two other women and he doesn't mm-hmm. know a whole lot about that, you know? So I think that's kind of what the difference is, is a lot of the men in the lifestyle are more... I guess you could say experienced. Sure. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I always actually tell Brad too. Um, I'm like a Rubik's cube because what will feel good just one night doesn't necessarily feel good the next night. And you've got to figure out my little puzzle 
and play with it until you line it all up correctly so it's it can change and yeah he, he he's learned how to maneuver it but it's it's not easy for a lot of other people to do so i want to know what you know what are some of your favorite activities as a out of a hot wife so like and what i mean by that for the people who are listening is you know how do you hot wife like what what do you do as a hot wife do you do it in front of him like what do you enjoy most have you had dates outside of you know where he hasn't been present have you did the video calls the facetime like we want to know i'll just spill it all (laughs) so i actually like brad to be there i like him watching i feel like and I'm sure people are like, well, he can still watch it if he's on FaceTime or something. No, I physically want him to be there. It's just part of it for me, the part of the connection of it with between me and him. I want him to be sitting in the chair watching. I want to see his facial expressions. He cheers me on sometimes. Like, you know, he's like, you're so fucking hot. That fucking move is awesome. And he really interacts and just makes the whole scene like 10 times hotter with him there. So I prefer for him to always be there. Um, I have gone on one date solo, but it was just like my first, been chatting with the guy, went and met for drinks, you know, kissed him a little bit. The whole time I was with him though, I told him, I said, I'm going to be texting Brad throughout this, you know, just kind of talking with him. And I was like, he wants to kiss me. And Brad's like, go for it. You kiss him. And he's just cheering me on. So that was fun. And Brad really wants me to actually go play solo because he thinks it's like a different dynamic that would be really hot. We're still discussing it because they would. T- I told him it has to be somebody that I've played with before and that I was really comfortable with for you not to actually physically be there. Um, so I like him being there, but I get the dynamic of him not being there. I just am still working up to it. That's interesting. It's so funny because Brad and I, so we were driving, it was nice weather. We were driving downtown today and we saw the, the windows were down and we saw this couple and you could tell that it was like their first date. And I looked at Brad and I was like, wouldn't it be fun if like, we just went on dates? Like we didn't actually like fuck anybody. We just went went on dates. Like you... (laughs) developed a connection with somebody that wasn't your partner but like it's almost like kind of like taboo because you're like "Ooh, I have a partner you know I almost wonder if that's what like poly people feel like but or like what if that's what hot hot wives do like they go Mm -hmm. because you have to think like you get those like butter those like nervous butterflies right like you're like like the build-up Mm-hmm. you know oh my god what's he gonna be like is he gonna be a dud is it gonna be cool oh my god how's the sex gonna be like I feel like that could be something that could be fun, but I also get what you're saying. Like you have to have that comfortability. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when we, and my last relationship was like eight years ago, but when I uh, broke up with my last boyfriend, you know, I always go back to my ex-boyfriends. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. that, like that comfortability that exactly. you you have with, you know, your exes, your ex-partners. So exactly, I get it. I totally, you know, especially when you're trying something new. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know a lot of women who like going, doing the solo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if I could ever do it because 
But I want, I bet you I could let, I would let Brad do it. I would. If he asked yeah. me, if he was like, I'm going to go out like, oh my God. So we had the best sex the other night because he had went out with his brothers. And I was like, did anyone hit on you at the bar? <laughs> did anyone ask you out? And he was like, no. And I'm like, Brad, fucking play along, please. Play along. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Play along with the game that we're playing here. This you're supposed to tell me yes. You're supposed to tell me like <laughs> you know. He's like, oh, sorry, didn't, didn't pick up on that one. <laughs> it's it's so, absolutely fun because when we go out, Brad actually gets hit on way more than I do, and by men and women both, just hit on left and right. We'll like do a little test, and he'll leave me alone, standing there by myself for 10 minutes and we'll see how many guys or women will come up and talk to me and it's like I'm like I, I didn't get any and he's like I got like five and I'm like you suck that's actually and hilarious it's so hot it's so hot so you again you enjoy see and I think this is normal for especially if you've been in the lifestyle for a while you really enjoy like part of my lifestyle experience is seeing my partner be wanted Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for one partner, it takes a little bit longer than the other to get there. Sure. Like I know in the beginning of our relationship or in the, our swinging relationship, I wanted to see him. And now he, he enjoys that aspect of it right. three years in. So, I mean, <laughs> that's something to think about too, is like, you know, now you're enjoying seeing your Brad be wanted mm -hmm. and in that situation where for him you know in the beginning like that was a fantasy for for him and and now exactly. it's turned into a fantasy it's for turned. you so exactly oh how the tables have turned they always, they always <laughs> do they always do and it's 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 fun because now we can really almost like it's taken it to like a different level because before like you said it was like me just hot wiping and it was just you know there and he enjoyed it he wanted it but it was never like he went out and picked up people or picked up you know and so now it's like we both have that we can share all these different stories and it's taken it to a different level that's what i love about the lifestyle though i think that it mm -hmm. changes you know and and it helps people grow as people and you know in their relationships and I just think that that's so awesome that like as time goes on, your rules and your boundaries and what turns you on can mm -hmm. actually change. And you're finding yourself sexually and your partner is also finding themselves sexually. I mean, mm -hmm. and I, I just think that that's so beautiful and awesome. And it's one of the it is. many things that I love about the lifestyle. Um, and a lot of people, you know, have this misconception that it's like just all about sex, but right. That's not what it's about. You know, you guys are out at, at bars and you're not having mm -hmm. sex with those people. <laughs> or maybe you are. Not not usually. Just but one thing we don't do is just go out and pick up people. Like, because to me, it's not as it's not as fun because you you didn't have that buildup, that chase, that flirting, that teasing, that whole buildup to it. It's like it's not as memorable. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's something that me and my Brad disagree on because I don't know if it's like that whole man thing where you have to just like sow your seed into as many women as possible. <laughs> 
but he enjoys the ass like he does not really care for and that's why like i do most of the vetting um mm-hmm. and i do most of the build-up stuff because i'm demisexual brad is just sexual <laughs> he's just a big horn ball he's just a horn ball like if he's attracted to you and likes your personality and you're a woman because he's not bisexual which nothing against bisexual men but that's not him but for mm-hmm. me i'm demisexual so i have to have a connection. connection with the man mm-hmm. and with the woman i yeah. have to and that takes time that that takes a buildup. um that takes sometimes that can take months Oh my, I think we have talked to people that we've talked to them for six, eight months before we've actually were able to actually finally meet. I mean, part of it was trying to, you know, work out schedules around things and meet up. And, but a lot of it is it's, it takes that time to build that trust, to build that friendship, to build that connection. There might be sparks here and there in the beginning, and you know, that's how you're on the right track to get it there. But it takes time to really build up that. And for that, in order for the, like the sex to be just like fucking hot that to me has to be there i agree yeah and Mm -hmm. i you know that was something that we learned i think early i would say about six months to a year in we learned like having sex is great but if i want to do that i'm just gonna have sex with my partner you know um it's it's not always necessarily about that. And I think that that's one of the biggest misconceptions. And I know that you're really big about destigmatizing the lifestyle and breaking those misconceptions. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's one of the misconceptions that a lot of people think is like that this, all we're doing is we're at these events, just like fucking and like, do you know how long it takes to like get to that buildup and get there. Like we talk every day to some of these people for months and Mm -hmm. then we see them at these events. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. I would. uh, Yeah. I mean, just by the sheer comments that you get from people on social media is like TikToks and um, IG and all those things. Like just because I'm a hot wife and my husband and I swing doesn't mean that we're going to sleep with you. It, and they all think that, like, they all message me thinking, like, hey, beautiful, you're a hot wife, I think you're hot, like, great, awesome, thank you, but that doesn't mean shit, like, it, it's, it's frustrating, honestly, because that's not what it's about, and so many people look at it as it's a way of just sleeping around, and adding, like, making a body count, like, what the fuck, a body count, like, really, are we in high school, like, no. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure that that, I'm sure it's really, really frustrating for you. For me, I'm just like, when people message me, I'm like, oh, I don't do single guys. And it's so easy, but you can't say that because you <laughs> right. do, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of explain to them, like, listen, bro, thank you. I'm flattered, but like, no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. You and know? that You just have to be kind of blunt and just in their face with it because if not, they're just going to keep pushing and keep pushing and then. Then they just see the bitch come out. So I didn't ask you this before. We didn't talk about this. This is like an unfiltered Kylie moment. But like, what advice would you give for single men? Because I think that that's a really good thing to talk about. Like, what advice would you give as a hot wave to single men who are trying to vet you? So the biggest thing is you're not just trying to vet me. You're trying to vet us. It's not just about me. It's about us as a couple. 
So when they try to communicate with me, so I've had some men, like they actually reach out to Brad first before they reach out to me. So that's a big positive. Like you need to get into like with the husband, the husband is your best wingman. He wants this to happen. So trying to exclude him from any type of activities or connections, it's not going to happen because you've now cut out a big part of this for us. It's not me doing it because I mean, I enjoy it, but it's about us as a relationship doing it together. So when they try to like go around the husband, that's just a big, a big no. Um, you have to be respectful. You have to um, um, communicate like your boundaries and it's okay to not have the same boundaries. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But the biggest thing is just the respect for myself and for my husband is the biggest thing for single males. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's kind of with anything, but I know any, any situation that we've been in where we have pulled a bull in, which is, or a, a bluefish, which has been very, very, very few and far between, or a married mm-hmm. man acting as a bull or a married man acting as a bluefish. Mm-hmm. Um, it is always 100% been about not, it's not about me. It's about Brad. It's about my partner. It's about him mm-hmm. first. Um, mm-hmm. And they've developed connections to to my partner to where my partner is now like, hey, Kylie, I think it would be cool if you fuck my friend. Essentially, like <laughs> this guy's Basically. my friend. You can fuck him now. We're friends exactly. now. You know? <laughs> exactly. And I think that that's the biggest misstep that single men don't understand like the last time we were so we we live in cleveland and we have two clubs here so we have a hot wives club and we have a unicorn clicky kind of couples club so okay. the hot wives club we went there one time and every time brad would walk away from me i got swarmed by single men so mm-hmm. we chose never to go back there because that's not for us but also mm-hmm. it wasn't just being swarmed by single men it was single men who didn't know what they were doing Why would you do that? Why would you approach me when you know that my partner just walked away from me? Exactly. Yeah. You know, or like when we were at secrets Uh and I was in the hot tub and I was by myself because I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I can handle myself. And there's three guys swarming me. They're like, are you alone? Are you alone? Are you alone? And it's like, why would you go up to a 140 pound woman that's five, two and be like, are you alone? Are you like, that's ridiculous. Like yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah. That's how you get punched. <laughs> like I'm from Cleveland, you know, like I'm, <laughs> that's how you punch somebody. Like I always make a joke. Like you shouldn't call it common sense. Cause it's not so common. Cause it's like, really, did that really just come out of your mouth? Like what is wrong with you? For real. So, okay, we're going to get steamy for a minute. Okay. What is, like, your best, naughtiest experience as a hot wife? Spare no naughty details because everybody (laughs) listening loves naughty because we're just a bunch of hornballs, so. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's think. Actually, it was one of my first experience. It wasn't my first, but it was one of my very first ones. Um, it was actually a guy I'd been chatting with at IMG. And um, the weird thing is I was more looking at him as a client versus a play partner on IMG. 
because that's originally kind of how he reached out to me, sounding more of like a client versus a play partner. And so that's just kind of how I rolled with it. Um, and can you explain what you mean by client? Just explain that to the audience really quick. <laughs> so I make adult, you know, I make porn. So I sell videos, pics, things of that nature. And a lot of people will reach out to me on my socials for my content. So that's what I thought he was doing. He thought and that you were, he was going, you thought that he was like going for sex worker Jade and not Jade. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, exactly. And he was, um, and so I, you know, I, I give a little bit more leeway when it's clients versus somebody that's more like a play personal partner for me, because, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a facade you put on and you play the game, you play the role. And so he was a little bit aggressive, a little bit rude, but I was like, okay, it's just, this is, you know, this is what he likes and this is what I'm going to play along with. Um, but it got to the point where it was just, you could tell he wanted more than just pics and videos. He wanted to meet me and he wanted to have sex with me. And that's where I was like, you know what, this is just, this has gotten weird and we're not going to really continue. And I just kind of stopped messaging him back. Well, a couple months later, I went to the Front Porch Winger's Hot Life event in Denver. And um, as it had been there for, it was our first Hot Life actual event going to. Been there for a couple of hours, just, you know, talking with people, mingling. Um, and I kept seeing this one guy and I was like, I feel like this is the guy from IG. But I'm not 100% sure because I never saw a clear picture of him. And towards the end of the night, he was like, I feel like I know you. And I was like, maybe from I, you know, Instagram. And he's like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, okay, this is totally him. Um, so me being nice, I sat there and I chatted with him. And the persona that he put online to messaging was not him at all. He was respectful in person. He was nice. Um, he was respectful to Brad. We ended up actually sitting there talking for like two hours. And... You know, I was feeling him, he was feeling me, Brad was feeling the whole situation, but the event was ending, so it was time to leave. So we decided to take him back to our Airbnb instead. And I think we had sex for about four hours. And it was the first time I actually tried um, DVP and it was hot. And Can you tell us what DVP is for those who don't know? Double vaginal penetration. So it's where you have two dicks and one vagina. In one one vagina. Both Mm -hmm. dicks in the same hole. And it was hot. And it was also, it was like, he wasn't bi, but he was feeling the moment so much that he actually let me and Brad suck him off at the same time. And he was like, I've never had that before. That was fucking hot. And... It just went on and on and on and on. And I did like a strip tease for him and my my black dress that I wore to the cocktail, the, to the event, did the strip tease for him. Um, and Brad was like, I've never seen you do that before either. It's like this naughty, spicy jade came out of nowhere and I just rolled with it. And it was a hot night of sex, that's for sure. So the moral of the story is the front porch swingers put on really good events. <laughs> <laughs> do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's awesome that like, so yeah. that stuck. I think that probably sticks out to you. And this is just my thought is 
because like you were finally coming out of your shell. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you felt comfortable enough in that moment to 100% be Jade and just like be a hot wife. Like you were embodying, you know, that sexuality and that sensuality about it, which to me, that's, what's always really has intrigued me about hot wives is that a lot of times when I see them, they're so confident and they're so into their sexuality, which mm-hmm. I think for a woman, for, you know, an outsider looking in, that is sometimes you're like, oh, wow, like she's su- super confident. She's so confident. Like, should she be in that position? Shouldn't she feel shame for like being a slut like that? And it's like that, right? <laughs> It's almost I, empowering. I this, yeah. It's very empowering. I wear the slut label with pride on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wear my slut necklace at work every day. If I don't have That's my slut awesome. necklace, I feel naked. But like, because naked. it's, and I feel like it's kind of the same thing as, and you know, you're also a sex worker as well. I feel like it has a lot of the same value to us of that empowerment of like, being in a confident, sexy, sexual, sensual situation where mm-hmm. you feel empowered in your mm-hmm. femininity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is Definitely. a good place to be. It is. And it's, you know? there's nothing wrong with being there. Society tries to make you feel like it's a bad place to be and that you should be shameful. And it's not. Like, what is wrong with feeling that way? And there is nothing wrong with it. And it's, if more women could be like that, then the world would be a better place. Absolutely. Because everybody wouldn't be so mad all the time. <laughs> Cause they'd be getting dick. Um, so moving on to more, I, I guess we could say this is a vanilla topic for this podcast. It's kind of vanilla, but like, I don't, we don't really, I don't never really talk about this on the podcast. This is probably the first time I've ever had this conversation with somebody, but moms were moms. Like, you know, I I have a people know this about me. I have a five year old, and then I have a nine year old stepdaughter. You know, mm-hmm. um, mom to mom, how do you manage being a mom, being a wife, and being a hot wife? And what's your experience with being a mom and also being in the swinger lifestyle? Do you talk to your kids about it? How do you know? Kind of explain that sure. to us. Well, my kids are really young as well. Mine is, um, my youngest is five. My oldest is eight. So they're really not in the age to discuss this with them. They don't understand. They, even if I try, they would tell me to go away so they can play the Roblox. That would literally Um, be what they would say to me too. Yeah. (laughs) They just, yeah. Um, They're just, yeah, they're not mentally able to understand what's going on here. When they become more mature and I can't say what age that's going to be at because every child is different when they, you know, are able to understand things more than other children. Like I was just very mature as a kid. So I understood things way early on, whereas, you know, other kids might not understand things until they're 15, 16, which is okay. But so at what age will we discuss this with them? I can't tell you. But once we feel like they're mature enough to understand this, then that's when we'll have the conversation with them. Um, but trying to juggle it all is, oh my God, there's not even enough hours in a day to do just the mom stuff, let alone trying to, you know, be in the lifestyle, be a hot wife, work, 
clean the house, do everything. So um, I just never sleep. Right. Well, I guess we'll sleep when we're dead. Right. Exactly. That's you what, know, uh, some of my friends say, yeah, like, yeah, you'll sleep when you're dead. But I mean, it's really important. Like we've always told our kids, even before we were in the lifestyle, that, you know, we love you to death and we are always here for you. And our time together is so precious and we love it. But mommy and daddy time is also really important. And we did just, like I said, before we were even in the lifestyle, we would have date nights where, you know, it was just us. We'd even just leave the house, go to a hotel, stay in a hotel, come back the next day. Because even though being a mom is great, it's the best thing in the entire world. And it's like, it fills my whole body with love. You can't lose yourself because you became a mom. So it's really important to still remember that you're a person. And if you fall apart because you don't get the time to do things that you love to do and that make you happy, you're never going to, it's going to affect how you are as a mom. So I always yeah. try to keep that in my head. I think for me too, like, cause a lot of people will come to me and, you know, and obviously me and you are not discreet swingers, you know, we are, <laughs> social media. So if you guys don't know, Jade is not only an online sex worker, but she's a social media influencer. She educates people on TikTok and other social media platforms. She's been doing it. What it's been two and a half years now. We were actually looking at that. So I think it was May of 2019, 2020. It's been like three and probably like three-ish years, give or take, something like that. So, I mean, Jade is open and out there and people see her face as they do mine. Um, do you ever worry about kind of the repercussions of that with your kids? Yes and no. And I say that because It's how you raise your kids to understand and take on that type of stuff that comes up in life. Because even if we were not swingers and out in the open about our lifestyle, there's something else that they would get bullied for. Um, it's That's life, unfortunately, and it's terrible, but that's just life. So I think it's how you prepare your kids for that, no matter what it is in life, that it doesn't really, really worry me. Because anytime they come home, like obviously my youngest, she just started preschool this year. So she doesn't have any of that yet. But my oldest is in second grade and she still comes, she'll come home crying because somebody says something mean to her or something like that. And every time she comes home, it's the same conversation is, are they important to you? Do they love you? And it's always like, no, they're not important to me. No, they don't love me. Who loves you? I love myself. Who else loves you? Mommy and daddy. And that's, if you just, you build that in them. So they, cause it's going to happen to them throughout their life. And if you just build it now, then they don't have to worry about it as much later in life. If that makes sense. Well, look at us as adults, me and you, how freaking resilient we are. Like we get told every day on TikTok what whores we are, you know, exactly. or how disgusting, how STD ridden. And like, we're so resilient. I mean, I think I think that that's 100% right. Like it's building resilience in your children. Um, you know, and it would be the same thing if me and you were gay, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I mean, 
and I hate comparing swingers and non-monogamous people to the gay community because I know that they've struggled much harder than we have. So I'm not Mm -hmm. taking that away from them. What I'm saying is, you know, people, they have to, kids also need to understand that like, Ooh, my light just went off. Um, Kids need to understand that there are all different types of family units, Uh, whether Mm -hmm. it's mommy and daddy have, it's a daddy and a daddy or a, a mommy and a mommy, or it's a grandma, or it's a mommy and a daddy who are married, or it's a mommy and a daddy who have separate houses, or it could be a mommy and a mommy and a daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, a, a polyamorous, right? Love is love, and uh, we accept and we love people for who they are and not what they do in the bedroom, because exactly. that's, yeah, we exactly. So I think, you know, I think it's important to to have conversations with other swingers, uh, have that conversation because I think that so many of them want to be stuck in the swinger closet. Mm-hmm. And they won't come out. And um, the more that the more that people are willing to come out of the swinger closet and say, you know what, fuck it, yeah, I go to sex clubs on the weekend. Yeah, you know, does um, it change me as a person? No, no. no. Does it change yeah. me as a mom? No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Absolutely exactly. not. Um, mm-hmm. Does it change Brad as a dad? Absolutely not. It pro- yeah. and kind of what you were saying earlier, I, I kind of think it makes us better parents in the sense of we are happier as a couple. I mean, granted, we still argue about who's going to take the trash out, but you know, something out there as a couple, we are happier and we have a more like a, we have like a more communicative, I guess you could say relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's going to overflow to your children. Your children are going to see that they have two parents who love each other with all their heart and are happy because they get that outlet for themselves, you know? And I Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's so important to talk about with other swingers. Like it's okay to talk to your kids about your lifestyle, (laughs) you know, exactly when they're old enough. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think I'm just so comfortable with this because I grew up in a very sex positive home. I remember my mom talking to me about blowjobs when I was a teenager, you know, and teaching me things of that nature because she knew it was going to happen. Like it just, it, it just, and it made me go to her for things when things got weird for me or rough or whatever, because I knew I could take things to her and she wasn't going to be either mad at me or judge me for decisions that I made in my life. Absolutely. And, and that's kind of how my mom was. I always, you know, like I walk around naked still and my son's five and he's just like, he doesn't even care, you know? Um, and Brad does too, you know, um, and we're at what you would call like a naked house. Right. And Brad always gives me a hard time because he's like, (laughs) like he heard this Burt Kreischer joke and Burt Kreischer says, in the joke, he was like, yeah, we lived in a naked house. My mom was always naked. Then when I saw my first girlfriend naked, I asked her where her C-section scar was. <laughs> and Brad could not stop laughing. And he's like, that's why you need to not walk around naked in front of our son, because he's going to ask his first girlfriend where her C-section scar is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, you know, but we, we I don't want my children to feel shame hmm. for feeling normal feelings that 
humans feel like that's our biology you know Mm -hmm. is is to have sexual feelings and um it's our biology to walk around naked you know Mm -hmm. i mean and it's okay to talk about it it's okay to not go oh my god they're talking about sex like like it's okay to talk about it yeah Mm-hmm. It's such an American thing. And it really, really is. I it lived, really is. I lived in Europe it really and it's is. such an American thing to like, oh, don't walk around naked in front of your kids. Like, oh, they're going to realize what boobs are. Right. Because right. it's not like they're not going to know what those are. You know, well, it's inappropriate. What's inappropriate? No. Yeah. It's part of the, bo- the human body. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's inappropriate to teach our children that they don't have to be ashamed of their bodies. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's it's, it's sad. It's sad. I could like literally go on forever about this argument about just like the shame Shame. that people feel for being humans. Like Mm -hmm. it's a biological thing to be sexual. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's any, any bad experience that I've ever had with other people who have shamed me have been women. Oh, really? It's never been another man. I mean, unless they're like uber religious, like trolls on TikTok, that's fine. I, they don't sure. But yeah. like in my real life, the only people who've ever shamed me for being a swinger and being an out swinger have been women. Wow. You know? And I think that that, that has a lot to do with those gender those gender roles and those gender perceptions of like what a woman should be should be doing and be yeah how they're supposed to act and hold themselves and follow a certain set of rules that men don't have to follow and yeah yeah you're not allowed to be a hot wave (laughs) you probably get it you probably get it way worse than i do yeah you probably get it so i mean i'm sure like the trolling and the you probably get a lot of it because of that yeah because you're an open and honest hot wife yeah or we get a lot of the you know your husband's is now i can't think of the word that they use but you know your husband's not good enough because and so that's why you have to go out and do this and he yeah i i can show you what a real man's supposed to be like like uh, you just did thanks that i think is another speaking of misconceptions in the swinger lifestyle I think that that's another huge misconception is that people think that your partner is not good enough for you. So you're seeking out. Does that happen? I mean, and a lot of swingers will talk. Yeah, that does happen. Mm-hmm. That happens. You see that in the yeah. lifestyle where, you know, there's a couple who are just on their last leg and they hear about they, swinging and they think this is going to save my marriage. You know, it doesn't. No, never. But no. you can pick them out super quick. But oh, yeah. For the most part, I would say like 98% of people in the lifestyle are here because they want to enhance their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this enhance the swinger lifestyle enhances it for them and builds intimacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so I want to kind of move toward my next question with you. So say that I am a man. <laughs> I'm a hot man. Right? <laughs> and I have a wife. I want to watch my wife with another man. I want, I'm wanting to be a voyeur or a cuck or whatever. Mm -hmm. How, 
how do I approach her? Help me approach my wife. What do, what do I say to my wife? First and foremost, you know your wife. You know how to communicate with your wife. At least I hope you do. But you know what's a good time to talk to her. Um, you know, she's had a bad day. She's pissed off. Maybe not the best time to bring it up. But you know how to communicate with your wife. You know when's a good time to have those special talks with her, those pillow time talks, those fantasy time talks. Um, when it's just you and her and you're feeling it, those are good times to talk about, like fantasies and what you feel like you want to experiment with her and kind of take baby steps into the talks. Like, don't just cold approach it. Like, hey, I want to see you fuck other dudes. Like, that's, I mean, unless she's into that and that's the way that she wants to be communicated to it, then do that. But know how to communicate with your wife or your partner to know how you should bring it up. Um, but also at the same time, be willing to, or be aware that the answer could be no, and you have to respect that. Um, and maybe the answer is not right away no, but it's like, okay, well, we can discuss this. You have to have patience. It's not just a one conversation and it's done. It's a continuous, gradual conversation of getting her possibly comfortable with it, or it's, you know, like I said, that kind of still kind of can go down the road of fantasies, explore with each other sexually, role play, do things that she's, she's obviously comfortable with you, do things with her that makes her a little bit more, that makes her step outside the box, but she still knows that she's in a safe environment for her to then really maybe kind of go, okay, you know what? I might be able to be a little bit more willing to this, but at the same time, be respectful of whatever she tells you. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say would be the best thing. That is really, really good advice. I would say, I mean, I've, I've actually had friends who have came to me and this, this has like happened to me on quite a few occasions where they come to me and they're like, I know you're a swinger, my boyfriend or my fiance or my, you know, my husband said like that he wants to watch me fuck other guys. <laughs> Does that sound weird to you? And I'm like, no, girl, that's totally normal. <laughs> like, he's not a weirdo. Like, that's totally cool. And she's no. like, oh, my God, are you sure? Because I thought he was a weirdo. Why would he want that? Is he testing me? I feel like he's testing me. That's the thing you get all the time. Is this a test? You're like, I, I mean, if he's a practical joker, maybe. But generally, no, it's not a test. I'm like, girl. And she's like, can you help me? I'm like, yes, I will help, you know, and that, I mean, and I meet a lot of people in the club like that too, where they actually like their husbands want to watch them with like other girls or they want to watch their husband with other girls. I mean, I think, you know, I just think it's a delicate dance to dance similar to when people ask, you know, when you're a couple and just like when Brad brought it up to me and said, I want to, you know, go to the swingers club, you know, it's, it's a difficult dance to dance, but I think that, you know, I, I think if your wife is willing or if your partner is willing, you know, you know mm -hmm. them better, you know, exactly. you know, like, yeah. you know, your partner better. I always say this too, because people ask me that question all the time and I'm like, okay, dude. So listen, I don't know your wife. Is she religious? Is she prude? Right. I mean, is she crazy in bed? Is she an animal? Like Brad knew, 
that if when he said something to me about swinging, like I wasn't going to initially I did say no, but like, I wasn't going to be like, fuck you. I'm leaving you, you know, because he knew that like I was crazy in bed and I'm just like this very adventurous, like sexual woman, you know, and he knew that about me prior. So he felt comfortable even though it it took him like three months to ask me. I love it. <laughs> I would have loved to be in his brain during those three months, just thinking about all the things going around in his head. It was during COVID too. It was, it was 100% during COVID and oh, it's so, it's so funny. And I can't believe in the beginning I told, I told him, hell no, I'm not doing that. That's weird. And here it's I nice. am like, singing the, <laughs> you know like so happy about swinging but like and brad always jokes around and he's like i created you <laughs> oh he planted but that seed he planted that seed oh. and i mean you you kind of have to like like jade was saying earlier you know don't push the issue because i feel like if he had pushed it i would have been wallet yeah Just- yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. My last question, and I always ask people this at the end, mm-hmm. what is the best advice that you could give somebody who is wanting to get into the swinger lifestyle slash hot wife lifestyle? You know, what's the, what's the best thing that you could tell them? I would definitely say um, go into it with an open mind um, because I think in just generalist lifestyle, you have to have an open mind um, with everything, you know, with um, different situations, different dynamics. Um, people aren't get out of your head what you the stereotypical thing is and think outside the box as far as keeping an open mind for couples and singles in the lifestyle. Um, also have um, patience because, you know, people think that you just go, like you said, that you just go and then you meet somebody and you hook up and it's just done. And there's more that goes into it. A lot of people are in this, not for just the sex, they're into it for the community and the relationships and the support and the judge-free zone. So there's more into it than just the sex. So have patience. Uh, don't let anybody rush you into anything. Take it at your own pace of what you're comfortable with. Um, and just be super, super open with your communication. I agree. Those are really, that's really good. I love that. So, so yeah, any last words? I mean, obviously, you know, we want to know where we can find you on social media, <laughs> um, you know, TikTok, all that OnlyFans, spill it right. all. Okay. So let's see TikTok. I'm, see, I've got so many accounts right now, but um, a good one to find me on is hotwife underscore jade. And Jade underscore hot wife, I guess, are my two main accounts. I've got other ones floating around, but um, and then I've got my IG, which is also hot wife underscore Jade. And then I've got my Twitter, which is um, hot wife, um, hot wife Jade Lee. That's where all um, the fun is at, is definitely on Twitter. That's where all the fun is at. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, the funny thing is, too, is I got banned on my first Twitter um, for my banner picture. And then when um, Elon, took it over. Um, we actually got it back. So I have two accounts on there now, but, um, goddess Jay Lee or not the goddess Jay Lee, the hot wife Jay Lee is my main one on Twitter. And then, Oh, let's see. The only fans is goddess Jay Lee. And I actually also just started a sex Panther, 
um, which I'm loving as well. Can you tell us a um, little bit about Sex Panther? Yeah. So Sex Panther is, it's a site. What I love about Sex Panther is it's for models, for creators, and then it's also for clients. But no matter if you're a model or a client, you have to be verified on there. So you have to go through an application process. You have to get verified. So you know everybody is of age and they are who they say they are. And basically, it's just a way for people to communicate with me without wasting my time. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get all the bullshit messages through IG and TikTok and all those, the Twitters. <gasps> Never. <laughs> and it's like, it's such a pain in the ass. You spend all this time trying to, you know, from a working standpoint, like my my time is money. You spend all this time messaging people, hoping they're going to sub, hoping they're going to buy. Do you hear that? And- Does everyone listening hear that? Sex workers, time is money. Please don't waste it. If you take anything away, take that away. No. Yes. <laughs> Not that and the front so, porch swingers throw good parties because they definitely yes, do. <laughs> they definitely do. They definitely do. Um, but this is a way for people to message me without my time being wasted because they have to pay to message me. They have to pay to send me a picture. They have to pay for me to. Um, my responses to them through texting are free, but if I respond with the voice message, they have to pay for it. If I respond with the picture, they have to pay for it. Um, if they want to call and chat with me, they have to pay for it. If they want a video call, they have to pay for it. And they have to pay before they do it. So it's a, it's a great way for me to be able to maximize my time. Um, and um, God, I can't even remember now what my panther Oh, just dropped my phone. What is my sex panther? I just started it like a week ago. It's Hot Life Jane Lee as well. Awesome. So yeah, so this is a great platform. We love that. Maybe this is going to be better than OnlyFans. We love to hear it. It's sex worker friendly, you know. It's so sex worker friendly. I'm all about that. You know me. I'm all about the sex worker friendly. Oh yeah. Exactly. It's it's a grind, but it's worth. I think it's worth better time when I can't be making content and doing those very specific things. I can utilize my time while I'm making dinner and responding to messages so Mm -hmm. yeah I get it believe me I get it you know I (sighs) girl I do it in person and out of person and I I bet bet. and then I like I'm in I'm in school right now to like learn about how to like be a sex work advocate so like that's right you said that that's awesome and I just finished school like a week ago for digital marketing. So it's just like, oh my God, I don't know how I don't sleep either. We're, we're just, good, we're, we're superheroes. The good news is Brad has been, you know, he's been starting his new business. So he's been focusing a lot of his time on that. So he's been home a lot more. So oh. he's been very helpful and very amazing. And I have a lot of gratitude for him. And I know that he's not listening to this right now, but if he is listening, I just want him to know that. <laughs> <laughs> And I also have a lot of gratitude for you. Thank you so much for all you do for the community. Thanks for coming on the podcast, helping educate people um, and just keep shining your light, you know, on this community because we need more people like you who, you know, are just open and honest and authentic. And guys, if you're not following her, please follow her. Um, She's on the discord and she loves to talk to people on the discord. She loves to, I mean, you engage a lot on there. 
for sure. I do. I try. I try. It's like you said, there I'm only one person and you're juggling so many things, but I try to tie in management so I can make sure I make a difference where I know I can make a difference. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on and we love you. Thanks and, for having me. Yeah. So I can't wait to see you again soon.